Welcome to Toffee Blue View, your source for all things Everton. I'm Jerry. Max and Terry are are around. They're in the house. That's what the kids used to say. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'd say we're we're in uh, one of those bizarre, not straight melancholy moods, but uh, you know we're not as not as hype as we were last week at this time. Uh, Terry, you doing okay, man? Yeah, I'm good. I mean, still a little bit frustrated, but uh, what can you do? What can you do? Yeah. Not the first time we've been here, is it? No. Not at all. Yeah. We'll talk more about our frustration and as to who might be responsible for that frustration. Uh, John Moss. Uh, So, Max, how are you, buddy? You doing okay? I'm good, yeah back to uni now so I've been smacked in the face by reality with assignments here there and everywhere um, I haven't really had time to process Everton getting beat I'm just let down by it but you, as usual you know we've been used to getting beat at Old Trafford so I'm doing good it hasn't really affected me mood ah. well I've been so busy this weekend I didn't even clean after the loss which is crazy you know, I finally have a reason to make my house not look like crap. And I'm so busy, I can't even do it. <laughs> so, yeah, I I will say, I, I think I messed up. Uh, I was working on Sunday, and I left the job that I was working. And instead of heading home, where I normally put on the, the lucky shirt I've been wearing for all of our games... For some reason, this game wasn't on a cable package we have at my house, so I had to go to my parents instead, and I didn't have the lucky shirt on. Oh. So to all <clears throat> of of Everton Nation in the world, I'm sorry. I, I will try to make it up to you. What's That's all I'm shirt? saying. What's the lucky shirt? I haven't seen it before. What is it? Well, it, no, it's the, it's the one I used to have it in the background over there. It's the... Uh, Goodison Park commemorative jersey. Oh, yeah, I've been wearing that during all of our wins. Haven't watched it. It's a line from Major League. It's like he hasn't done his laundry in two years because he thinks flies are lucky. Uh, no, no. You know what? That was it. Was it wasn't Major League? It was Ace Ventura. Yeah, Ace Ventura. Yeah, I'm a nerd. <laughs> uh, so anyway, now that the entire our entire viewership and listeners think I'm disgusting, we'll go ahead. We'll go ahead and sum up uh, what the show is gonna gonna sound like today for the pod people. Um, so it's an abbreviated show uh, due to the time difference. We're recording a little later for me, but the same time for these guys. Uh, so we don't have as much time as usual. But uh, we're going to rock a United reaction. Um, yeah, we're going to grumble. Uh, spoiler alert, grumbles abound. Just saying. It's going to happen. Um, and then we're going to talk about uh, a position that people have been kind of uh, complaining about uh, in terms of who should actually be starting. We're going to talk about the flanks. We're going to talk about the, the outside forwards, the wings. All right? Uh just kind of dissect our situation we have here because uh, it seems like Lookman has maybe given us a discussion. Then we're going to finish up with, if you know your history, uh, the uh, the Everton quiz uh, segment that which will pit Terry up against Max. Terry will attempt to make sure we don't hear more Max music to close the blogger program. It'll be another number conundrum, so we'll see what happens. All right. Enough summary, enough table of contents. Let's react to United. Let's go with some initial thoughts. Um, we're going to try not to completely do nothing but moan about officials, but we need to moan about officials some because it's deserving at some point. Terry, get this ball rolling. Uh, I guess just give me initial thoughts, yeah. That's where we'll go with that. Um very frustrating results. I mean, 
the obvious thing is you, know, you can bemoan the referees and and rightly so uh, the, ref, the all the officials. I mean, we weren't great. Like for the bulk of the game, we didn't play very well. I I think when you go to Old Trafford, even now, if you're going to win there, you need to comprehensively beat them. You can't. You're not going to get like a lucky break. You're not going to get a decision that will win the match for you. It's just not that type of ground. It never has been. Long spells of the game, we were we it, it just wasn't clicking for Everton. We were you know we were slipping at the key moments. We were you know a couple of passes that were needed to be spot on were you know a little bit too short or a little bit too long. The goal, the first goal, the penalty, is ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. In normal time, I actually reacted favourably and was like, "Yes, Garner, you've you've because he was Martial was bearing down on goal." And I thought Idrissa Gay's done really well there by taking the ball from him and preventing the shot on goal. And when the whistle went, I actually I wasn't I didn't even consider it. It wasn't like, oh, that's a good tackle. I, I hope he doesn't blow up for a penalty. I genuinely did not expect the whistle to go because I just thought there's no way anyone can think that's a penalty. He takes the ball cleanly and then he goes over the tackle. It's there's no there's no foul there at all, but it's John Moss and it's Old Trafford. I'm not even going to go there and say, oh, it, you know, it's he, he's corrupt, he's favouring one team. He's just too slow. He guesses at so many of his decisions, John Moss, and he's guessed at this one because he's too far behind the play. So we concede to a stupid-ass penalty. I would have liked nothing more than... For that save to have gone round the other side of the goal, just to stick it to Pogba for that stupid run up and that stupid, stupid, uh, he shushes his own crowd when he scores because they affect because he could feel the anxiety from them because he was doing that stupid run up. It's like, what are you shushing them for? You did miss the penalty. You were just lucky that the rebound landed back on your foot. It was right in front of you. Like you missed that penalty. Why are you shushing them? They were right to be nervous, but. Second goal, poor defending. Theo Walcott and Seamus Coleman. I lean more on Walcott him being a little bit lazy. Seamus Coleman had a player on over his shoulder, so he couldn't run out completely. Um, good goal from Martial. Poor goal to concede. We did make a game of it towards the end. I, I you know, I'll give the players credit. We didn't just capitulate, which we might have done at uh, different times last season. And. We actually made a game of it in the second half. If we'd taken some of our chances, the shot that Bernard missed, and you know we had the penalty, which Smalling should have went off for another one, but another corker by John Moss. And I was frustrated. I was very frustrated, but I can't be angry. The players, it wasn't a good day for them, but they they didn't lie down. They did try and you know, they did try and take the fight back to United. But as I feel with a lot of the away games this season, I feel like if We've got to beat the referee as well as the opposition, which you're never going to be able to do, especially against teams like Man United. If you, if the referee is the man of the match for the opposition team, what chance have you got? Max, follow that up. I see you nodding. <laughs> yeah, it, it absolutely spot on with absolutely everything Terry's just said there. To, to try and reflect positively on the football inside of things, I think, you know, Obviously, with the with the three consecutive wins, hopes were high. Um, the mess United were coming into the game. You know, we thought you know we might be able to do one over on them this time. I think it's only three wins in the Premier League era, and as we know, that last win coming in 2013. So the the record isn't great, and it was a really good opportunity to try and you know overturn it. it I was really let down, to be honest. I, I know you can criticise the referees, but yeah. It's, improvements have been incremental as, as as we kind of expected the improvement against Arsenal away was slightly better as in previous years and as, I suppose you can say this performance this time round was a lot better to you know the, the absolute mess that it was last season um, at Old Trafford so you know it's nice to it, it is nice to see things on the football and aspects turning up and hopefully uh, as Terry alluded to these refereeing decisions can start getting absorbed as well so I'm just going to hang and get this out of the way. I think we need to just expect wow. crap decisions. 
I think we need to just expect that kind of stuff to happen. And I think we just need to expect pundits to not get it. Okay. How many of the biased pundits out there actually said that they thought that that was actually a penalty? Okay. It's ridiculous. It's very frustrating to watch. And the fact that the FA is not reviewing the fact that Martial definitely threw himself to the ground, definitely threw himself after the ground, down to the ground. They should at least review it. It's insulting. At least make us think that you're trying to make a rule for all teams instead of just for Everton and West Ham. Okay? Uh, it's the same situation as Nias. He exaggerated the content in order to, or the contact in order to deceive the referee. It succeeded, and they got a penalty. That should be reviewed. And the FA not reviewing it is cowardly bullshit. There. Okay? That's just flat-out cowardly, it's gutless, and it's infuriating, okay? John Moss is either incompetent or corrupt. One of the two. I, I, I'm going to be nice to him and say incompetent like Terry, okay? Sorry. You know, and the thing is, <laughs> I, I, I don't think we deserve to win that game and get three points because I'm not an idiot, okay? I don't think we deserve to win. I thought we deserved a draw. All right, we had some opportunities, and we were not clinical with those opportunities. Our penalty was actually—it was weird. It was actually a foul. The player Smalling was so dumb in that challenge. I mean, like had no body control, just clattered into him. Just a ridiculous challenge. Just so stupid. We deserved that one, okay? But anytime we got anything close to the goal, we put it right at De Gea. We made De Gea. We gave him the easiest day at the office I, he could possibly imagine. He didn't have to move. We put it right at him every single time. It was just a lack of clinical touch. Uh, what do you do? All right. I thought we deserved to draw that game. We didn't. And what can you do? I will say the burst of energy at the end makes you wonder, should we be rolling with Tosin up front at the beginning of the next game? Okay. Should we be rolling with Lookman? On the wing and from the beginning of the next game. Okay? I don't know. Um, but we looked the stronger team near the end of the game. We just did. All right? And Pogba, all right, just I've, I've got nothing for you on Pogba. Okay? I will say I thought United looked better this weekend than they had previous weekends against us. And it's because it's probably because they put Lukaku on the bench. What a shame that guy had a stinker, right? Mm. That's a shame. Hate seeing that. Surprised he didn't try to sell himself to Barcelona over the weekend after the game, you know? <laughs> like, I know I was sitting on the bench, but I should be playing, you know, in Spain. I feared, I feared the worst. I honestly came into this game thinking, oh, here comes Everton. We're going to oblige another striker, another player who needs a goal. He's going to roll. Michael Keane three times and score a hat-trick. But, yeah, that was the small mercy from the day that uh, he, we didn't sort him out. And I don't even think that was down to him. I think that was Mourinho. If he'd have started, I genuinely believe he would have done that. <laughs> but that's just Everton. That's what we do. We oblige everyone. Mm. I was glad, though, because we were all predicting that. All of us, mm. we've got this very this mentality that Max hates, which is... The fact that we're like, ugh, Lukaku needs a goal and he's definitely going to get it against us. Because we all thought it, you know, and I'm glad that didn't happen because we didn't self-fulfill that, which is great. You know, I'm very, I'm ecstatic that <clears throat> didn't happen, but I, I'm glad they, their, their legitimate goal, their real goal, was actually a, a well-struck shot by Martial. That was a fantastic well, it, effort. It, it was, but... To touch on your point, we've still come out of this game with an absolutely ludicrous narrative. That being, Paul Pogba took longer than Usain Bolt in his 100-meter sprint to take that bloody penalty. Like there's something about Man United. Like no matter when you play them, you always come out attached to this bizarre narrative. And I that's what I hate about playing Man United. Uh, and it, it's supposed it's fairly down to what a media circus they are, but. I don't know, I just don't like it at all. They're a thoroughly unlikable club, aren't they? Let's be honest. Like, people didn't like them 
back when they were winning everything. But that was through jealousy for the most part. You know, a couple of players, you know, were unlikable. But you've got now Mourinho, you've got Pogba, you've got Lingard, you've got... Oh, they're just awful. They're just... Lukaku is another idiot. Everything about them just grates on you. And the fact that, you know, they're on every single... Football. I mean, I don't know what it's like in America, Jerry, but they're on the discussed ad nauseum at every single podcast, like TV show, everything to do with football. It's right, we need to get our 75% of Man United in, then we'll talk about other stuff. It's just. No. I don't like them. Well, I mean, I, I was trying to figure out what channel the game was on, and CBS Sports put a, had a story that says, Who's playing on Sunday? And it had two pictures of United throughout. Not one photo of, of Everton. Two photos of United players throughout the story. Nothing. You, I mean, you would have just thought that they're playing, they're, they were playing themselves. You know? Do you know what? If, if, if they just got rid of Pogba, I'd like them a lot more. He's the one. He's such an idiot. I would have given anything for that penalty to have stayed yeah, he's oh, just how vindicated he was when he put the rebound in. Going, mate. Yeah, the bloody celebrations as well. He had the <sighs> weirdest game because he did play well in for a stretch there, um, but he made some big mistakes near the end of the game, giving the ball away, yeah. um, which I'm always glad to see. Uh, yeah, it, they are they're everywhere in America. We talked about that on the last show. It's tough. It's tough to watch. Um, and it's tough to take, um, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I thought there were long stretches where they outplayed us. We had trouble actually uh, getting opportunities. Uh, United would have the most dangerous opportunities, then we'd get kind of close to the box, give it away, and then United would have the ball for a, a while again. You know, it was a very mm-hmm. common thing uh, at the, you know, the second half of the, the second part of the, of the first half trying to get that wording right um yeah um but uh subs didn't work as well as it did last week um but i i still say that it did inject some life into our into our guys and i'll be curious next time how i, I want to know how Silva's going to start next game you know um because we were way more active on the offensive end, on the attacking end. Uh, that could have been due to a number of things, but could have been lined up. I don't know. Tosin changed the game a lot because nothing was sticking until he got there. Every time we had the ball up top, we'd, we'd lose it rather quickly so we couldn't build up any momentum. But then when he came on, we managed to retain the ball in their third, and that's when the other players started to get a little bit of joy. Like, even players who weren't playing well up until that point, you saw a little bit more from Coleman, more from Dino. It was when, yeah, when Tosin could keep the ball. And I'm not criticising Richarlison, but that's he's not that type of player. He's not that. He's not a, a hold-up man. He's not a target man. He needs to have his. He doesn't need his back to goal because it's not his game. And that's what a lot of the game was. And Tosin is a lot more comfortable like that, and it showed. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Uh, I think Richarlison's hold-up play is better than I expected it to be, but I still think when you compare it to Tos- him to Tosin, it's just they're just different players. They're situationally mm. you, you use them in different situations. I think in this particular game, mm. his hold-up play would have allowed us time to get up the field. We talked about it a little bit last last time we recorded how that might be something that helped us out, and it did when he came in. Um, I don't know, guys. It's uh, this was a frustrating one. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm kind of speechless at this point. I, I'm still, I, I got my anger, my ire up thinking about Moss and the fact that the, the FA is screwing us over again. Uh, but there's not really a whole lot that can be done. Trying my best to think about the football here. Trying my best because I also know Max hates it when we blame the refs. He's just mm. he he's then he starts to wag his finger. So I'm trying to get, trying to get that out of the way early and actually talk football the rest of the time. 
got a couple of positives, though, I've got to be honest. There was Good, a, yeah, let's get to those because you're right. There are some. A <laughs> couple of positives. Um, first one, Lukaku didn't score. Thought that was guaranteed. <laughs> and mm. I did, he, he will score again. And I just don't want it to be against us. Um, Idrissa Gay didn't pick up a suspension. Thought that was nailed on as well at one that point. Close. And that was a into next week because he's he's crucial and finally Andre Gomez that, he looks like he's the deal he, he looked really good the whole team just went through him he was running the whole game and I'm not you know let's not get excited too early but he looks like he could be the, the, the right fit for that for that position next to Garner really good passer of the ball physically a lot lot you know better than I thought he'd be he was mm. you know he wasn't getting knocked off the ball at all he was he built on last week, and I'm looking forward to seeing more of him going forward. He was the biggest plus of the game for me. You know, we should do a, a segment at some point where we just kiss his ass the entire time. <laughs> oh, wait, we just did. <laughs> yeah, ball ball stuck to his foot, um, just was glued. Uh, he just, he was really fun to watch. Um it's just so composed. And again, it's another one yeah. of those times where he seems like he knows what he's going to do with it before he even gets it. I actually thought he was a little bit more attacking minded in this one as well. So I'm going forward a little mm-hmm. bit more this time. Uh, like he's kind of getting his sea legs, you know, he's getting used to playing again. So he's getting a little bit more brave. Uh, he played wonderful, had a good one. Our keeper looked good. Uh, Pickford had a good game. He made a lot of really good saves. Uh, it, was it a one-on-one? Was it was it with uh, Lukaku kind of near the end? Who was it? Who was it with? No, it was with Rashford. Was Rashford. Rashford. Yeah. I mean, dude, Pickford made some beastly saves. I was. It was another one of those, and I loved seeing seeing him yelling at Walcott after Martial scored that goal. Yeah, I like that. I like that from players as well. He, I, I've said it before on, on previous episode, but he did that the first game I saw him, and he, he shouted at Rooney, and I was really impressed by that call because he was a kid and Rooney's Rooney. <laughs> so I was like, oh, no, not bad. Like got a little bit of a little bit of devil in him. <laughs> need that. You need that. It's going out of fashion. All the players are friends now and high fiving in the tunnel. The opposition. He wouldn't. I don't. I don't see any of that from him. Nah. Nah, mm. He's. He's just got a, a rave track in his head, playing on repeat. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> all right. So anything else on this one, guys? There were some positives. It was not as bad as it could have been. You just hate feeling ripped off. You know, that just mm-hmm. sucks. You know, just if we're going to lose, lose because the other team just were superior. You know? Um, yeah. Yeah. And United was not bad. Let me just go ahead and clarify. They didn't suck. They're still a good squad. They have quality players, and their coach is a very intelligent guy. I just didn't think we deserved to lose that one. Just saying. So, Mm. anyway. So, I guess that's it for our uh, United reaction segment. It's a lot of this. Hmm. (laughs) That noise they just made, that's how we feel right now. Hmm. So, guys, I think uh, one of the most common grumbly hearing things you hear, hearings, grumbly hearings, because that's a thing, grumblings that I've heard, uh, is the fact that um, a lot of Everton supporters were not super impressed with Walcott's performance against United. Um, So, uh, yeah, pair that with the fact that Bernard ha- hasn't been as flashy over the past two games, p- p- <laughs> mainly because he's been going up against pretty solid defenders. Um, but add that to the fact that Lookman has actually come in and provided a spark off the bench. He's been brave uh, and attacking, uh, and uh, his distribution has been good. He hasn't just been using that tight skill to get around people he's actually been passing well as uh, you know in addition to that so uh, i think we we actually might have a little bit of a a wing issue in terms of who starts in the next one 
Uh, Max, if you can give some initial thoughts on uh, on Walcott, maybe to begin with, and uh, whether or not we should stick with him. Well, as you say, he hasn't he hasn't really been performing up to, up to standard as he over the, the last few games of late. I think the the last home game as well is when he was put through one on one, and he kind of bluffed his lines. It, it's disappointing because he did start the season red hot. You know, particularly that game against Southampton. You're thinking, you know, the front three look a real menace, and then you go to that game against Leicester, where you know it was Bernard, Richardson, and Walcott for the first time, and it was re- really impressive how they kind of looked gelled and intervene like all interlocked and changed position. It was just so so attractive to see that we could possibly have a long term solution as you know an attack and trident almost, but. As you say, the the form's been short lived almost. Um, it would be nice to see it mixed up, obviously, with the with the good performances of of Luckman as of late. Um, it, I think now is the time to give him a good run in the team because I think he he was due on last season and didn't really get it. Um, that that loan spell at Leip- that loan spell at Leipzig kind of um, wet his appetite up for wanting to play more first team football and European football at that. So, but now you know. Obviously, he had that attitude problem, and touch wood, it looks like he's over that now. He's enjoying playing football under Marco Silva, and it kind you know it ties in nicely for him now to have a run of games with Walcott dropping out of form. So, Terry, do you agree with Max that maybe uh, throwing Lookman in the in the starting lineup this weekend would uh, would be a, a smart move? Yeah, I mean, if I, if if I was going to make one change, that that would be it. I'd, um, I'd bring in Luckman uh, for Walcott because Walcott, even though we we beat um, Crystal Palace, he was pretty anonymous throughout the game. He didn't really by his own standards. Like he set himself high, a high bar since he's been here. And Luckman, as uh, Max said, then he's he's you know he's knocking at the door. He's you know he seems to be over his attitude problem. He seems to you know you can see he, his body language is better now. He's like you know. He seems to be talking to the manager on the touchline rather than just in his own little uh, world when he's coming on. Um, I'd be hesitant to change it next week just because we had a run of three games where we won and then we're really hard done by in an away game at Old Trafford. I wouldn't be upset if he made changes, but if you're asking me what would you do it, I'd leave it for another week and see how they get on because I think it'd be incredibly harsh to start chopping and changing now. But as I say, if if... If there was one change they made, that'd be it. Bernard has not been good for the last two games, as you, as you say, Jerry, because he's been playing against some strong full-backs. You know, he's got Ashley Young, one of the most experienced in the league, and Juan Bissaka, who's just a physical beast and is probably going to be a top top fullback in the league for a while. But he's different than Walcott. He he is counterproductive if you take Bernard out because he's still establishing himself and learning the league, and you know he's been playing well as well in previous games. Walcott could stand to come out and not, you know, like have it adversely affect him until he gets back in. I just personally wouldn't do it just yet. I'd give it another game or two, see how he gets on. It's a long season. Luckman will come in, and if Walcott doesn't, if Walcott performs again against Brighton the way he has been the last two games, then you'd turn around and say, "Listen, Adam Luckman has he's earned his chance. Now he's got to go in, and you and if he doesn't perform, you'll lose it back to you, which is should be the case for every position. Hopefully, it is." Uh, so I'm I'm on the fence here, and because uh, if Lookman coming in for Walcott mm-hmm. was the only change we were making for this coming weekend, I would say let's try it. Uh, I mean we've got who Brighton this weekend, yeah. Uh, so yeah. I think that would be a great time to bring him in and get him some experience. However, <laughs> uh, I'm never a big fan of changing a lot from game to game. I'm a, yeah. I'm a big fan of kind of incremental smaller changes, maybe one, two at a time, tops. Uh, yeah. There's a pretty solid chance Silva might need to start Mina this weekend because we've got Chelsea coming up and Zuma won't be available. And if we want to give him any time to bet in before we play Chelsea, now is a good time. So there's potentially one change. And if he feels like our team functions better with Tosin, you know, in the lineup, actually holding the ball up and allowing our team to kind of get get down the field a little bit more, uh, 
Well, then that's another change. So, I mean, and then add possibly Lookman. That's three changes from a team that was actually that didn't play poorly against United. You know, I think the the, the, stand, the standard of football certainly improved after those last three Premier League wins, at least. I think from the start of the season to now, we have definitely seen improvements. And g- g- given that, you know, the, the likes of that Chelsea game coming up, so there's the conundrum at centre arc, you don't really want to rock the boat too much, do you? Like, mm. you don't want it. Because obviously, with the the wing scenario, you, you're going to have to consider the centre forward with Tosin. Because if, if you're taking Richarlison out wide, that means, you know, does does Bernard go into a more uh, a number ten role almost? It, it it presents too many problems. I feel when we're almost hitting a stable system that I think we are going to play well under. So I, yeah, I agree. I don't think we need to go over the top with the changes. No. I honestly, I mean, just to touch quickly on the centre back thing, I think he will not start Mina until Chelsea. I mean, I'm don't quote me on this, but I think we play. That goal, Mahor, the um, the African team in a mm. good friendly before Chelsea. That's on the my... sixth, isn't it? Is it? Is that before I Chelsea? Think so. Yeah, I think I reckon Mina will play then, just to get a little bit of a run around. I know that's not very good opposition, but I I I genuinely think he might just start Mina because when he plays Chelsea, because that'll be how he how he sees it going. I'm going to play Zuma and Keane. And then one of them lo- may lose his position because if Mina comes in and has a stormer against Chelsea, then you can turn around to Zuma and say, sorry, you lost your position for a game. And then he came in and, and took the shape because he played so well. I don't think he'll drop a player who's playing well because he, he'll take it game by game. He won't be thinking of Chelsea when he's preparing for Brighton. It's potentially jeopardising the Brighton results. I think that front three, I think there'll be one change, whether that is, because um, I, I think, as uh, Max said then, the system they've arrived on is working. I think it'll just be a personnel change. He'll either bring in one of Luckman or Calvert-Lewin for a um, Walcott, like for like, or he'll move Richarlison out to the right and put Tosin up front. I think one of the three substitutes from the last two weeks will start, but which one it is, we'll, we don't know. But, uh, it'll be that'll be the only change I think one in the front three and Mina will probably come in in Chelsea maybe not but I'd be surprised if he came in earlier bar an injury. I mean I think all that makes sense. I totally agree uh, as far as one either either center forward or wing will be the sub. Mm-hmm. You know uh, I definitely could see but I think it'll only be one of them. Um, yeah, the Mina question, you know, it's hard to say. I think what you're saying makes total sense. I think it just depends on what his Silva's, Silva's philosophy is. Because you can make your argument for taking it game by game and making sure we value every point and not not look past. That's super valid, man. I think that makes a, a lot of sense. Um, yeah, I guess my my thinking was only thinking, you know, I hate to throw Mina in with no Premier League experience against one of the best teams. That was my only mm-hmm. concern. I think, I guess it just depends on what the way Silva views it, and I have no idea. We don't have a lot of evidence of that yet. You know, you could you could you could possibly say that cup game where he made seven changes, but I couldn't imagine him to be that drastic for a Premier League match. I do genuinely yeah. think that was the fact that being a League Cup picture. Mm. Thing is as well, Mina, so anyway. Mina is a big player with a big reputation and a bit, you know, he's he's you know big status. He's come from Barcelona. He's a hero in his uh, national team. It's like I, I honestly, I'm not as worried as as, as some others about putting mm. him for Chelsea for as his first game. I don't, I don't see what a, a, a warm up game against Brighton will do. He, he's not going to learn the Premier League inside that one game. I would stick with what we've been doing in the back four because it's worked. Bring Mina in for that game mm. um, when we have to, and then let's let's see how he does. You you, you know you're, the, you're this big big name signing. Show us what you can do. We can't we can't like molly coddle them. And it's got to be said as well. Chelsea are a fantastic team, but their strength is not in centre forwards. They 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 actually the ones who will struggle against them will be the likes of. 
Gomez, who are playing against Jorginho, and mm. you know, that'll be really, it'll really test the midfielders and the fullbacks who've got to deal with Hazard. Centre forward, they're not weak there by any stretch, but that's you're not exactly throwing Mina to the Lions, they're throwing to Morata or Giroud. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it's not we're playing spares, and you, you a brand new players. The Premier League's got to mark Harry Kane in his first game, or City with Aguero. Yeah, you think aerial in the air? Can't even say earlier. But um, if the ball, like if the ball's come into the box, I think Mina's a lot more capable to deal with that, you know. And, and that's quite often the approach that Chelsea will take for uh, Morata or a Giroud. And you know, I can't imagine him because people are just waiting to slaughter Mina. I can see it in making his debut and him being shown up for the high line or something like that. He's like, you know, he's the last man, and and Hazard breaks free or something. People, yeah. I just, I can just see people are waiting to slaughter him if he has a bad game on his debut. So I don't think, I think bedding him in isn't a bad idea. Yeah. Also, communication with his center back partner. That was my main thinking for giving him one game's worth of, because that's that's what you usually see when you throw two new center backs in that it doesn't seem like they've had a lot of game experience together. I feel like you can tell that, you know. Uh, and when they've had time to kind of get used to each other, know where the other one's going to be. Uh, yeah. But I don't know. I mean, he's played, I mean, hell, he played for Barcelona. You know, he's played in some of the biggest stadiums in the world. Uh, nerves, nerves are really not the concern. And I wouldn't even say physicality is a, is much of a concern. I was thinking about just basic human communication, you know? Yeah, that's a good thing. I hadn't considered that, if I'm honest. Um, you know, that his English isn't, I mean, it's, it's sort of limited at this point. You know, time will hopefully have fixed that. But yeah, it's, it's, I hadn't actually considered that. I, st- I still would go with what I said, but that, you know, that's a valid point. Isn't it beautiful, really isn't it beautiful to, the- to not have to agree but completely admit that the other people are smart and have good, you know? I'm like, Terry, I, you, you, everything you're saying, I'm like, yes, yes. I'm being stubborn, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love how we've done a really good um, deconstruction of the centre backs on a, a winger segment. Isn't that, isn't that funny how that works? Well, it's I. I think the thinking uh, here is hopefully people will understand that we don't want to change the whole team, and that's whether or not a centre back is going to go in or a striker is going to go in might impact whether a winger goes in. So. That's our justification. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. It's long story short, though, uh, if we made one change to the squad, I think all of us would say bring Lookman in this weekend. Mm-hmm. We're in agreement yeah. with yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. He's earned it. He's earned some time. So... Yeah, he's actually uh, his passing has been way more clever than I was expecting. For him before, I felt like he used to just put his head down and pull out some crazy, just flash some skill, and then try to get a shot and lose the ball, you know, or pull off a worldie. So uh, it's nice to see him actually distributing the way he is, and he looks happy. He looks happy. Mm. That's a whole thing that I'm that I wasn't expecting this early, actually. So. All right, so uh, that's been our winger segment. So we brought it back around, but it was more just talking about the whole squad and substitutions for this weekend. So there's that. Uh, anything else on this, guys? You feel feel like we've been thorough? Yeah. Right on. Yeah. So uh, that's it for this segment. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to, if you know your history, the Everton-based quiz show that pits our contributors against each other in a cage match of Everton wit and might. Uh, This time, this round, we'll we'll feature uh, Terry, a nemesis of Max's, (laughs) who's battled Max to a to a draw in the past. Uh so we'll see what happens in this uh in this round. Uh this is gonna be a number conundrum for so the people who were listening to our last podcast, you sorta know what's gonna go on here. It's an it's an sort of an Everton equation. You will be given 
certain little bits of Everton trivia to kind of decipher and apply a number. And then you will do the math to continue adding, subtracting, multiplying, or dividing by other bits of Everton trivia. It's Once you actually hear what I'm talking about, I promise it will make sense. Right now, yeah, my bad if it doesn't. <laughs> so, guys, uh, for, for example, you know, just to kind of go ahead and say... Uh, It'll be, you know, we'll start with maybe, okay, Antoline Alcaraz's transfer fee times uh, Tony Hibbert's first squad number, you know, minus the number of goals that Yelovich scored that won my heart, you know, that, little things like that. And then you have to end up with, with a total, okay? So, mm-hmm. um do we need you guys, a pen and paper again? You need a pen and paper, gentlemen. That was the next words out of my mouth. Okay. You need something to write with, unless you're some sort of maths savant. Rain man. Yes, unless you are Rain Man. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure of it. All right, so guys, the way it's going to work now that you have pen and paper is I will read this, write everything down, and ask your questions before we start the timer. Last time... Max and Paul continued asking questions throughout, and the timer, I just waved bye-bye to it, basically, is what happened. So, uh, yeah, Uh, I guess uh, we're ready. Uh, Gentlemen, I am going to begin reading the question. This is your number conundrum. Divide the amount of league goals Jermaine Beckford scored for Everton by the amount of goals Luis Saha scored against Blackpool at Goodison Park in the 2010-2011 season, then multiply that times the Romelu Lukaku's first Everton squad number, and then you will need to add the fee Everton paid for James McCarthy. How much did we pay... For Jimmy Mack. And begin intense countdown music. Begin. You see, ladies and gentlemen, when they're not asking questions, we have a great deal of dead air <laughs> I think that's me uh, and we are finished that is it you're out of time give me each one of your answers and then give me your total okay so let's go max uh so divide the number of league goals jermaine beckford scored for everton so what is that number i had i had eight i thought he didn't score many did he okay divide that uh by the number of goals louis saha scored against blackpool at goodison park I remember that game. In the 2010-2011 season? I remember that game very vividly. I think it was four, and he had one disallowed. But I put four. Okay. So that that divided is two. And then multiply that times Romelu Lukaku's first Everton squad number. So his first squad number was 17. Um, And I think I got 34 for that. Okay. And then add the fee Everton paid for James McCarthy. I thought we paid twelve million for him, so I think the final answer is forty-six. Okay, Terry, what are your answers? The amount of league goals Jermaine Beckford scored? Um, ten. I thought it was ten. Uh, divide that by the amount of goals Luis Saha scored against Blackpool at Goodison Park in the 2010-2011 season? That'll be four. Okay. Then multiply that times the Romelu Lukaku's first Everton squad number? 17. 
and then add the fee Everton paid for James McCarthy. Thirteen. And what million is fifty-five point five? Okay. So Terry says fifty-five. Max says forty-six. So let's go through all of the answers. Jermaine Beckford scored eight oh. goals on the money, and that was a guess as well. I just I remember a few of the goals, and they were very good goals, like the goal against Bolton and the goal against Chelsea. But mm-hmm. there weren't many. Uh, divide that by the amount of goals Luis Saha scored against Blackpool. You both got it four. Okay. Uh, then times that by Rome, Lukaku's first Everton squad, squad number. That was 17, just like you guys said. Uh, and then add the fee Everton paid for James McCarthy, which was 13. So uh, both of you missed one of those and uh, got the rest. However, it appears as though Max missed a good one <laughs> because it was only an addition one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the total answer should be 47. Uh, and Max's answer was we, 46. We were both relatively very close. Yes, though, we, actually, so? you guys are ridiculous <laughs> in a good way. It's, yeah, I mean... You both got the same amount correct. Uh, Max just had his number closer. So uh, congrats to Max on that. Uh, Tiebreaker, uh, just for the heck of it. How many goals did Seamus Coleman score in the 2010-2011 season? 10-11. I don't know, was that when he was playing right midfield? Because we didn't have a right midfielder. I don't know, say four. says four. Terry, what do you got? Seven. I'm going to go higher. The answer was six. Coleman scored six goals during that season. Uh, Terry closer on that, but sadly, it doesn't count. <laughs> so uh, I, was, I was thinking six as well, and just decided to up it a little bit. Yeah, well, both you guys, another solid showing by both of you. Uh, Max ends up uh, uh, on top on this one. So, Max, what tune are we going to play this out to this time? You know what? Because we got beat and it was very disappointing. Go for Home of the Blues by Johnny Cash. (laughs) Home of the Blues by Johnny Cash. Plus, it says that before you come out in the tunnel. It says Home of the Blues by Johnny Cash when you come out of the tunnel. No, it doesn't say Johnny Cash. I, 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 I know, I'm kidding. If I thought big, that, big, I would have something wrong with me. I think. <laughs> <laughs> big big, big give, give always gives it a slap before he goes out, doesn't he? It's, it's weird the way that's not really in our culture as it is for other clubs, the way some clubs always kind of have something to kind of smack when they're slap coming out. out the tunnel. Yeah. Yeah, like those damn, damn lot that we don't talk about there, don't we? A lot of American football teams do that. That's a very common cool, thing. Cool. Um, so, uh, Johnny Cash. Uh, you a Johnny Cash guy? Yeah. I watched that film. I, I, I told you, didn't I, the other week, I watched that film with Jack and Phoenix and mm-hmm. um, walked the line and it kind of sent me down a bit of a Johnny Cash rabbit hole. Cool, isn't he? Yes. Fair. I'm a big fan of I like Johnny Cash. It's a good choice. Yeah, I didn't get into Johnny Cash until, gosh, way too late in my life, and it made me, makes me really angry. But I love that old-school style of country music. That's the country music I like. This new stuff is not for me. I like the stuff that, when I was five years old, used to come on you know, TV programs, and I realized, Max, you were non-existent at that time and you don't you can't you can't fathom a world like that but there used to have these variety shows when i was little and they'd play the old school country music on there and it was uh it was good then man uh yeah, yeah it was real music it was wonderful uh johnny cash yeah i'm angry it took me this long all right well as we're listening to Johnny Cash's badass voice. We're going to close out the program. Um, 
So uh, that's the end of our of our big shoe. Uh, you've been listening via podcast, and thanks for that. Please subscribe to the Top of Blues podcast. Rate it if you can. Uh, yeah, leave us a, a kind review that says, I feel like I know Max very well because I now know all of his iPod. I feel like I'm saying that every week now. You know? Terry, next time, pick the right question to miss. Just saying. All right? (laughs) (laughs) You got all of them right, except for that one. I've run him close twice. Yeah, you guys are... That was was very close. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Paul actually got him one week. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. You guys are... Yeah, I'm just glad I'm not competing. Just saying. Uh, so, uh, also, uh, podcast people, please check out our uh, our YouTube channel if you want to see our happy faces. I hope you're going to be okay when you finally do see what we look like. But yeah, ch- check that out. We've got a YouTube channel that's blossoming out there on the internet. Um, uh, yeah, and if you want more uh, want more Terry, uh, check out uh, his Twitter. He'll he'll be posting links to his uh, analysis out there on the Liverpool Echo fan jury. Uh, also, Max appears on everyone's podcast and 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 channel. So check out his Twitter for that. He also shows up on the Toffee Blues website where you can find all kinds of Everton analysis, not just by Max. There's all there's other people too. Although Max's is quite good. Um, so follow the Toffee Blues on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that hot jazz. Uh, yeah, guys, I think I'm finished with the plugging, uh, bummer about, uh, about the match yesterday, but we, we build on and we get one, we get, we get three points at the weekend. Let's make that happen. All right. Yeah, so, the loose. yep. So let's recover. Uh, Terry, good to see you. Thanks so much, man. It was a pleasure guys. Good to see you both. Max. Been a pleasure, gents, as always. All right, guys. Thank you again. Always fun. Uh, We'll talk to you next time. Bye.